0: Okay, so
1: this is How to Write a Grant with Dina and Laura. Ellie's still in Vietnam, sorry.
0: Uh, she'll be back next week. Yeah. And um, we're, uh, we're doing a
1: podcast from Donna's office. Still up at very large um, school district in the city of Philadelphia. And we are still on our lunch. So, um, So today we, I got a question. Or do you want to ask the question? Well, this it? is our third episode. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. This is our third episode. Hopefully, I'm going to edit them and put them all on soon, because now we've three. That <laughs> <laughs> seems appropriate yeah. time to like actually put them online. Um, so today, we're talking about grants, and I got a question for you, Laura. Go ahead. Um, what was the first grant you ever wrote?
0: Mm, that really takes me back a while.
1: Laura's really old. <laughs> um, speaking of being really old, when you were little, did you always wanna be a grant writer? Um, I think
0: <clears throat> no one grows up and wants to be a grant writer. It's not in the same vein as like, I wanna be Spider Man, I wanna be a princess, I wanna be your, I wanna fight fires, I wanna write grants. It doesn't roll off the tongue, right? No. <laughs>
1: I think I also, even just in general, children don't understand what you do. <coughs> when I explain to my children what I do, they kind of just stare at me blankly. So, well, you're, like I, you're staring at me right well, now. Well, I stare
0: at you blankly all the time. <laughs> so, I, I guess me and your children have Shit, the same thoughts.
1: Share that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if I told my children I was a grant writer, they'd be like, what's a grant? Who's grant? Is that a person?
0: Well, I also, I, I think it's, so it doesn't give you superhero status, although I always find that adults think it's, like, really interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, fascinates people, like, because there's the mysterious world of grants.
1: And also people just think you get free money, and you're like, it's not free, you have to work really hard for it, people.
0: Well, my friends like to say to me that I do homework for a living.
1: Ooh. <laughs> I, I think that time I've told them that I'm a grant writer, they're like, they're like, oh, how do I get money? Yeah. So, that's an unfortunate thing. So,
0: um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like, was it a grant
1: writer? It was not a grant writer. Oh, and that's I so surprising. I was not that small little child wearing, like, you know, a tweed dress, being <clears> like, I'm going to grow up to be a grant writer. Um, when I was really, really, really little, I think I wanted to be a teacher. And I've said this before, I think I wanted to be a teacher because that is the only job I knew – women
0: had oh and you probably had female teachers
1: yes i had all female teachers i had a stay-at-home mom so like these were like the thought process of you know you know growing up in the 80s dina Mm -hmm. believing her choices were well i did not turn out to be a teacher
0: (laughs) (laughs) not even close
1: although i do have a master's degree in museum education So
0: that's taking you far.
1: Yeah, it took me to become a grant writer. What what
0: did you go to school for? I went to school to learn about race and ethnicity in the United States. Again,
1: also taking you far in life.
0: Yes, it took me so far that now I can write, you know, um, the need section of grants.
1: (laughs) She can use all the proper terms about race and ethnicity in America. Wow, that's a depressing topic.
0: So, uh, well, it depends on how you, you know. It's more depressing in Europe, I think. Uh, (laughs) Uh. But we're not playing the victim game. Anyway, um, what I wanted to be when I grew up, I wanted to make a million dollars and give it away. Stop it. I'm not kidding you.
1: So you wanted to be a grant writer, basically. You wanted to be a foundation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't know what a foundation was, but I seriously, that's what I wanted to do. And so
1: for those who don't know what a foundation is, a foundation is a place where lots of money exists, and that's who we often write to for grants
0: yeah so um i have yet to give away a million (laughs) dollars
1: have you made a million
0: dollars no i haven't made a million dollars man are you secretly rich (laughs) that would be that would be hilarious that i was slumming it here in a large school district in philadelphia that would be hilarious
1: yeah with no contract with no contract (laughs) so yeah maybe i should probably like research how long it will take me to make a million dollars Well,
0: hopefully we'll get sponsorships for the podcast, and that will at least add to the bucket.
1: Yeah, that's, I'm looking for a bucket. <laughs> if, you, if you have a bucket company, please sponsor us. Um.
0: <laughs> well, you were thinking low. I was thinking we had a bucket already to fill the bucket. Okay,
1: so when you were like middle school, what did you want to be? That must have changed, right?
0: Um, what did I want to be in middle school? Oh, by that time, I was already getting the conversations by my parents. They weren't real conversations, and they tell you to do things. Um, they wanted me to be a lawyer or a
1: doctor. Wow, that, that really fulfills the stereotype of Chinese parents to then me. Then I
0: played the piano as a child. <laughs> I wanted to play the violin, but they felt it you know, would give you a hickey on your neck, and that's inappropriate and uh, not ladylike.
1: So inappropriate.
0: So uh, my sister played the flute and also
1: inappropriate yes
0: so i did not become a doctor or a lawyer and nor did you marry one nor did i marry one and so as you can tell wait did
1: any of your siblings marry a doctor or a lawyer
0: no my brothers are in finance
1: well i guess that fulfills the stereotype unfortunately yes. as well
0: they they did that my sister was a teacher
1: oh how far yeah
0: and my brother actually is a lawyer, but he works in finance. Ugh, yeah. that's like really- surprising. Somebody needed to go to law school, and it wasn't going to be me. <laughs> Although I was greatly encouraged by my professors in college to go, uh, go to law school.
1: You should have went to law school. You'd be yeah. making so much more money now. I
0: would be a different person. I would well, never- Maybe you could
1: have made the uh, million now.
0: I would never be in the company of people like you.
1: It's true. It's, it's true. true. I wind up next to lawyers, is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> in zoning meetings in which they um, they start yelling at me that I should have gotten a letter in the mail.
0: Um, no, I couldn't. I just I can't be that type of. I don't have that type of persona.
1: Yeah, the lawyers at the very large school district in Philadelphia all seem very nice, but they all seem like lawyers.
0: Oh yeah, they're always. They've always have to raise a question or there's a situation they want to talk about. But they're very cool folks.
1: They can't do humor well, though. They think they're being sarcastic, but I think they've overthought the sarcasm.
0: They also like to do the stare down really well.
1: I'm getting stared at right now.
0: Yeah. They do the stare down, yeah. Um, I you, ever, you know who's got the good stare down?
1: Who? Principals. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. So when they go to principal school, because you have to get a principal principal certificate, do they have Is a I like session? I think so. <laughs> might be the same. Do you think there's actually a session where they talk about the stare, because they all practice their stares? They all have the same stare. So I went
1: to Catholic school as a child. Oh, God. You had a a nun staring
0: at you. As a principal. And was she wearing the habit or the whole penguin outfit?
1: So she wore the habit when I was very young, and then I guess they became hip nuns, and then she no longer had a habit, but she still had this very stark gray hair, and her name was Sister Donna Marie O'Brien.
0: Do they wear like the, the blouse that was stark white?
1: <sighs> I can't remember.
0: In a dark, you know, skirt. I can
1: picture her in the black when I was real <coughs> little. <clears> did <throat> you get? Did you get hit on the knuckles with the ruler? No, because I went to school in the eighties and nineties, so by then it was outlawed. Mm, it could have been really effective for you. Do I look like I'm not a rule follower? I'm just asking. Only one person today said my outfit looked like a witch. So whatever, I, I'm a rule follower. <laughs> um yeah so she had a really mean stare also i don't know if they ever wrote grants at that school that's a really good question well you know that was a question (coughs) in my mind that i talked out loud about sorry but yeah so i had a nun and so she was very scary and i often wonder like a nun is another profession like when you're little are you like i want to grow up to be a nun i think people do really except they want
0: to i think they want to if they have the right influences I suppose. You think it's the same realm
1: as, like, kids who want to grow up to be a grant writer? I feel like it's something you stumble into, and it kind of makes sense. Except that nuns give up, you know, they have a vow of charity where they cannot make money. Which, just for a point here, priests are allowed to keep a bank account and make money, but nuns aren't, so down with the patriarchy.
0: Well, I didn't go to Catholic school, but, you know,
1: um, I'm Catholic really yes oh gosh i didn't know that yes now i'm gonna mock you for your guilt problems
0: oh trust me chinese guilt is worse so it doesn't really <laughs> matter you can there was so much guilt going on in my family that you
1: you can't to be fair we also need ellie here for this conversation i know because between okay. the three of us okay so italian jewish and chinese like there's just, and catholic and jewish like all this like Yes, that's probably what we all get along. It's all the guilt involved from our parents, because we all did become lawyers. This is the real guilt, right? Yes. Um, So uh, I did have a male teacher in grade school. Really? Just one? Uh,
0: Yes, one. His name was Mr. Trella. He was um, an Air Force captain. Oh, God. And he was really stern.
1: Yeah, I bet. He had that look down. He had
0: that look, and he would pace up and down with his hands behind his back. Just staring, making sure kids were actually not cheating on their tests. He was very nice to me, but some kids did not like him and complained that he was too
1: stern. So yeah, and
0: they asked for the kids would ask for transfers.
1: I mean, I would understand not you wanting know. to be in someone who was. There
0: weren't that many third grade classrooms. I just don't like
1: the military, so.
0: <laughs> he seemed nice, but
1: also do people grow up wanting to be in the military? That's. Another I think thing. people do. <laughs> God, who are these people who are like, I want to go you to You better World. watch out. Yeah, your
0: children might think of these things.
1: I know. I'm, well, I'm going to raise Alex P. Keen, like, I already know that, right? Like, they're going to be this, the complete opposite of me, so. Um, <clears throat> so
0: they'll be conservative.
1: Yeah, they'll be conservatives, right? Like, this is what happens. You, like, you have to have a balance. Like, they're definitely not going to want to ride a bicycle or public transportation. Like oh, they want a that. car. They're going to want a car, and they're going to want a Hummer, SUV of some sort. And they're going to move to the suburbs, since we're raising them in the city, and they're going to go buy a McMansion. They're going to be like, "Why i always wanted to live in a McMansion. Like, Mom, why didn't you give me that one hope? Well, if they live in a tiny little row home, they're going to want to spread out. <laughs> <laughs> and you
0: have rooms available that will never get used.
1: Yeah, and put nothing in there. So, <coughs> I don't know what they want to be when they grow up, but I always assume they want to buy a McMansion. Sorry, there was a door opening in the me. I thought somebody was walking into Donna's office. No one was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got to tell me a little bit about the first grant you wrote. Oh, like how did you become a oh. grant writer? Because you're not a lawyer. You're not a piano player, a or pianist. Or pi-
0: I applied for a job through a work friend. How
1: many years were you out of college?
0: Um, I think I was like 26. So young. I was already out of
1: college because um, i worked at um, wow you graduated before you're 26 congratulations <laughs> there's a look if you could see it so
0: anywho um i applied for the job and actually it was down here in philly it was my first job
1: wait your first job was in philly or your first job was in new york my first
0: job for grant writing oh it was in philly was in philly got it got it and um it was for a small museum that has since gone out of business. Which one? Um, it was known as the Balch.
1: Mm, I don't know it.
0: Yeah, so um, they wound up giving all their collection to Atwater Kent. Oh, the I Philadelphia, do know the Atwater, yeah, the which is now known
1: as um, uh, the, the Philadelphia, Philadelphia History museum, museum at Atwater Kent.
0: <laughs> yes, so um, I didn't realize that they were already... Um, Pretty much going bankrupt
1: oh my god and you were gonna sign up for a development position and I did
0: not know And oh. I only last three months I heard there was stuff that was going on that was that was doing that what they were doing was wrong I'm not even gonna go into it It was wrong it was wrong yeah, yeah. so um, I, I but I did my first grant there and it was for the Philadelphia
1: Activity Fund is that still around yes yes, yes. you get it through the council
0: person yes yeah, so how much did you get I I never even I wrote it, I submitted it and apparently it just didn't get there in time.
1: Oh no, you missed the deadline? Yeah, I missed the deadline. And so that was of course before there was like online submission. Before it was
0: online submission, that's right. Yeah. And so and it wasn't even clear and I even tried to call up, but I did it, I submitted it and then so of course it goes straight to the president and CEO and he was really angry and he was the one who hired me. But then soon after I found out that they the the museum was bankrupt. They didn't have any money. So to me, what was this little piddly little five thousand dollar grant going to do anything?
1: Yeah, it's funny because the Philadelphia Activities Fund, which is still a still thing, around, yeah, yeah, it still exists. They only give you like a thousand dollars. Yeah, now they only give. Yeah, <laughs> now it's
0: only five hundred thousand dollars. But back then, they gave a lot more. Wow. And it's still a very good, worthy, um, you know, um, fund to apply to if you were eligible.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like um, a council person. It's councilman's lush fun uh, for non I was going to call it prerogative, but you can call it what you oh, want to. Oh, yeah, it is councilman prerogative for sure. <clears throat> um, love you, council people.
0: They are great. <laughs> and we're going to get one of them on this podcast.
1: Oh, let's get Ellen. Be,
0: Do you think she'll do it? Yeah, I if we said, asked her, if
1: she would do it. You sure? Yeah, I'm sure she's written a grant or two before.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 they would be great to uh, talk with her.
1: Yeah. Um. And she would really appreciate us talking about a very large school district in Philadelphia. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're going to make Helen be on our podcast. Just letting you know, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love how I just refer to you your first name as if we were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did once tell her I loved her bicycle and it is very adorable. Have you ever seen her bicycle? So that
0: made you bros. Um. No, there was no (laughs) like any
1: growing down. It was just like you have an adorable bicycle, and thank you for riding in a skirt and heels, like normal people should. I don't believe in riding in like sporty clothing when you ride a bicycle, unless you're doing a sport. So
0: you have standards for bicycle riders. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh my God. You know, people like you imposing. Your beliefs
1: on others. Yeah, so my belief is that you're going to sweat in anything and that you should just wear what you're wearing to work to ride a bicycle, and also that you shouldn't be speeding on your bicycle, you should be leisurely getting to your place. Not leisurely, but like... So, a couple of weeks ago, you know... Is this about sweating?
0: No, it's about bicycles and <laughs> and, uh, and uh, w- what's allowed to be worn while oh, riding yeah, yeah. a bicycle. So, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking back to this very large school district in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and... I saw a construction worker, because he wore the vest, jeans, and he even had the, you know, the helm, you know, the hat. The hard hat? The hard hat on. He was riding a bicycle, I guess, to that construction site, smoking a cigarette in the oh, other Oh head. my god, it was hilarious! Here he was. So he's hand on one handlebar, riding the bike, smoking a cigarette. It and was great. I
1: mean, there's nothing more healthy than riding a bicycle <laughs> while smoking a cigarette and breathing in the fumes of the city. Um, I'm glad that he was wearing his work attire to get there, even if he was just giving himself lung cancer. I, I like that he didn't need to wear a bicycle helmet. Yeah, he already had a helmet on. <laughs> yeah. We could have a whole podcast about why I don't like helmets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that was your first grant. So your first grant was in museum life. Yeah. For three months. Did you ever work at a museum I again? I quit. Um, did I work at, no, I didn't. And then you just went straight to the other. I country.
0: did work in museums before that. Oh, Generally really? I did like, uh, I worked the front desk or ticket sales. Or so Mike like
1: only hires people that have been in museums. Got it. I don't think that was even in my, on my application. Maybe it just came across in your glasses. You think so? Well, they do. No, I just,
0: yeah, I, I quit soon after because I just felt it was corrupt.
1: Sl- <laughs> slightly. Yeah. Slightly. Yeah, no, that's really scary. Being, working in a nonprofit <laughs> and um, working with money in a nonprofit and getting money for a nonprofit, you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with everything. Yeah. Because um, corruption is real in nonprofits. Um, not as frequent as I think it used to be. Thank you, 2008 and the recession. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, so I also started writing grants when I worked in a museum too. But
0: I'm so sad. Sorry about that. You okay?
1: I think I'm okay. <laughs> okay. You know, There's no corruption in any of the grants I wrote or places I worked. I'm trying to think, though. I don't want to say that with an um, absolute. But yeah, so I went to grad school for museum education, and I did take a grant writing class. Oh my God. And it was with a really fantastic fundraiser. Who still works in philadelphia and she does like all kinds of really fun fundraising but like she is what you would think of your typical like party planner fundraiser is that the right term I mean, she's more of a
0: special events
1: person she's like well she's just a powerhouse like i wouldn't want to mess with her um but my favorite thing about being in that class was when there was a fundraising event for the college and um we wanted to go because there was going to be free drinks we were like it would be a great opportunity to miss your class to go to this fundraising event that was like free for students and she was like absolutely why don't you guys go for about an hour and then come back to the class and we're like okay and like we showed up very drunk back to her class because well free drinks grad school poor so yeah i took a grant writing class and so then we had like we had to do a test grant in there which now looking back i'm like what what did you make us write like she should have given us a form and had us fill out the form but she like made us like create a proposal or whatever bull but well, I I
0: didn't do so I didn't take classes. I just like, oh yeah, got into it, and then I did.
1: Oh, and I think that's the yeah. the way more common way. Yeah, yeah. I just happened to take one class on it, but um. And the, then you got hooked. But then it, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like got out of grad school in two thousand seven, so like right before the economy crash. So I went to grad school learning about writing grants in a time when it was like blue sky budgets, right? Um. And then I got a job doing visitor services and membership. And that was like my first kind of like fundraising taste. And I was like, I don't know if oh, I Oh, like-
0: at the very bottom. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I- where's Ellie? Because this is where I would bring in and the other lowly job known as the volunteer Board- coordinator. Her- oh! Oh. <laughs> now we miss Ellie.
1: <laughs> and I was working at like a really tiny historic house museum too. So um, I didn't really write a grant there, but I did membership. And then finally couple jobs in I like had to write my first grant for Pew which is like a very large
0: yeah
1: um group and that was the first grant I ever and is still to this day because you had um at the time there was no online submission still mm-hmm. um so you had to have two paper copies and then you had to scan your paper copies and then submit it that way too like in a pdf and I it was like I'm using my fingers but it was like two inches big this file and I was like Whoa. Um, I did not get that grant, though, but I had created some sort of, um, momentum with that funder, and so that was the first time I ever wrote a grant, but it was not successful. Well, I mean... <laughs> so we were both losers our first time. Mine well, got there on time, though.
0: Oh, nice. You are <laughs> one step ahead of me.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was the first grant I wrote, and then, um, I didn't do any full development work until after I had some kids, took off some... Couple of years to have small babies, mm-hmm. and then I came back and I did. Um, I was a director of development and communications. Oh, you gotta watch out the double, the double job. The double job, the double job, the double job is a trick, guys, because you're doing two jobs, but you're only getting paid for one. That's right. Um, and then I wrote a lot, a lot, a lot of grants there, and now I can't even tell you how many grants I've written.
0: Well, I took a very different route from you. Yeah. I actually, after I, I didn't have that job anymore, um, I eventually landed in doing and implementing, well, developing, implementing um, programs. Ooh! So I was really a program director, and I wound up, because I could do that, I then I also wrote grants. Yeah, so I've, and that's very common. Yeah, so I wound up knowing the process, I and mean, when you know the process, Um, it's helpful because then you know the other side, you know it takes a long time to figure out how a program pays attention to the rules, how they can Mm -hmm. work within the rules, how to work with other entities, how to work with a lot of people. Because um, you do have to be a people person when you write grants. Oh, oh my gosh. Fundraising is all about being yeah. an extrovert.
1: Even if you feel like you're an introvert, you just put that extrovert hat on.
0: So we're using fundraising in the general term, but we'll figure out all these terms as, as yeah, yeah the different yeah. podcasts. Only because people get them confused.
1: Yeah, the fundraising versus grant writing versus...
0: And, and is it development? Is it not development? And, yeah. you know...
1: Coming from a very generalist development world, I still specifically use those terms, even though that's not what we do here.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: But, yeah, so I was going to say my biggest takeaway from my first grant was, um, one, whoa, that was a lot of writing. Um, Two, I don't know why I kept going, but I, I did. And there's, you know what? There's always jobs in development. In, yes, in Philly
0: there are because there's a lot of nonprofits in Philly. Everything from the tiny arts ones to the big giant medical facilities. Yeah. So there's there's a lot here in
1: Philly, and, and I was your higher eds and everything. Yeah.
0: So, um, but yeah, so there's a a lot of grant writing jobs, but it depends on. In what realm do you want to do it? Do you want to be doing it all or do you want to just do it you know
1: in certain types of pieces and have your expertise yeah yeah absolutely do you want to be a program director who happens to also write grants for their programs um but yeah i think grant writing is like really important so i think if you keep listening to our podcast we'll give you a certificate (laughs) and you too can be a grant writer and so on that note (laughs) that concludes our show today i hope you keep listening because i want you to earn that certificate okay Thanks. Bye.